Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. What's up, everybody? This is The Sporting Edge, and today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash thesportingedge. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your phone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. So go to audibletrial.com slash thesportingedge. Get your free trial. Another great opener from Audible Trials. Love it. Manny Pacquiao this week got robbed. Agreed? Just like I feel we are getting robbed by audiobooks. I haven't seen any cash or checks yet, but I think they're a great well, service, so the use listeners. them. I know, the listeners Free is kind of on you. Baby. And we're looking for you guys to be the best listeners you can be, so go out and get your audiobook. Um, but yeah, Pacquiao, Horn, and we watched this fight, and that's, that's not common for us. I Well, I feel like it was a, it was a big fight, Manny Pacquiao. It doesn't, I mean, he doesn't fight every day. Um so we watched the whole fight, and us not really being avid boxing fans, thought it was pretty clear that he won the fight. Yeah, I know he didn't knock Horn out, but you know I, I think he was one quick jab away in the ninth round from setting sending Horn back to 2012. Well, that's like the big issue I had. Other than the fact, I think Horn's a good guy. He seems like yeah. a good guy. Uh, he, a humble not, fighter. Yeah, and it's it was his first big bout. He gets Manny Pacquiao in his hometown. I mean, that's pretty wild. Brisbane, so, Brisbane, Australia. It took a while for. Everybody at the viewing party to find out where Brisbane was, <laughs> but we are smarter now, knowing that it is in Australia. But yeah, ninth round, Xander, that's like the key. So I'm playing one-on-one basketball with you, and I hit a shot that puts me up 11-9. to nine. Technically, you win, because you're playing a game to 11, win by two. Yeah. In the ninth round, he basically knocked out Joe Horn and still lost his fight. I think I gave you a knockout punch, he gave Joe Horn a knockout punch. I don't know what happened there and what the judges saw, especially the scorecard that read 117 to 111. That was one of the more ridiculous scores I've ever seen. I understand that they scored, a couple of the guys scored 115, 113, which I just didn't agree with. Obviously, I'm not you know into the intricacies of scoring a boxing match, but I thought it was very clear that Manny Pacquiao had the better fight. Um, but like you said about Joe Horn, I give him a lot of credit for not being a very polished boxer. He definitely showed a lot of heart. I mean, you could see that he just wasn't anywhere near the technical skill level of Manny Pacquiao, but he kept coming at him, and 
Um, you know, that ninth round, I mean, saw on TV, the ref came over and basically said, you got to show me something or I'm going to stop this fight. And Joe Horn's like eyes closed, like shaking his head, like he's going to do something. And he came out and fought really hard for the rest of the fight and didn't go down. I thought Manny Pacquiao kind of slowed up after the ninth round. I thought one more big round by him, he could have But not slow up. enough to lose it. Not slow enough to lose it. In fact, it, but I don't I think, think he got beat in the other round. I don't think he got... And well, some of them. Well, he did. The pe- I don't I think, think he lost all the rest of them, though. No, he didn't, but I thought if he could have come out one more round and just beat the crap out of Horn, he could have knocked him out, but I think he basically figured he had the decision in the bag, um, and it just turned out that just wasn't the case. It's almost like a Steve Harvey. You're looking for that Steve Harvey moment where they accidentally said Joe Horn. You get that really loud celebration because it's a hometown thing, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I meant to say Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, well, really it's never crazy. Came. You didn't even hear Joe, Joe Horn's name because the first word they say, like, the when new. they're announcing, the new. And then, like, I was, like, trying to hear it, but I was like, well, if it's new, it's not Manny Pacquiao. Um, Pacquiao... At first, I thought it was very, like, humble in defeat. And then, kind of, when they got together with the announcer, started talking about, like, a cold he got a couple days ago. And I was like, all right. All right, take it easy right, on this wits. It was a soft cold talk, and he didn't let, like, he did no, not but make I was that like, as the excuse for why he lost. I know, but I was like, he did such a great job. You, you definitely won the fight. It didn't, the decision didn't go your way, and you took it like a man, which I really appreciated. And then you start talking about the cold. Um, I think announcing. you're the only one who is hung up on this, and now people are going to know more. Like, I don't know I'm if anybody really I'm not hung up on it. I'm just like, if you're going to take the loss like a man, like, just, you know, don't make any excuses. Like, Dude, yeah, I would he hope he, if he won, I would hope he said he had the cold. Like no, a little I Michael Jordan flu game, you know? But, you know, he didn't. Like, if he would have won, he probably wouldn't have said anything. But that was really weird at the end of the match, when they got together with both fighters and had the three announcers. Oh, and never the, see that in any other sport. I thought, what was the guy's name? The I, I'm very, forgetting, right? Atlas. Teddy Atlas. Ted, yeah. Oh. I thought you I thought you lost the fight. <laughs> what do you think? Can you imagine if somebody went up to LeBron and was like, hey, you know what? I think you lost the, or Steph Curry. I think you lost the NBA Finals. Like, yeah, well, what, what's the reaction? Well, I think it's different because the basketball is just like strictly on points, but this this is a sport that's judged. Or maybe one like I don't think you deserve to win it. Well, that's basically what he said. And I know. Joe Horn, like you said that to any was, other athlete. It was so awkward that whole encounter. It was just yeah. like I didn't think it needed. You had to, to watch though. The yeah, awkwardness. Had, was, I think that what that made it watchable is how awkward it was. It was. Must see TV. Like I understand, you know, they interview the winner, they interview the loser, but to bring them both together right after the post fight with the and three rip announcers, the, rip the winner. It was just like, eh. Timothy Bradley, though, the entire time was saying that the fight was much closer than Teddy Atlas made. He knew it was. He knew it was rigged. I. At the end of the day, it's rigged. It was not rigged. It I was in think. his hometown. The judges were Australian, I believe. It you was. See, you don't know. I don't think they were all Australian. I don't think it was rigged. I think it was just a mistake. I. I don't know. But it might have been, but. Boxing has been a corrupt okay. sport before. It can be a corrupt well, sport well, again. Well, that, that, that's the kind of decision that makes boxing a shit sport, in my opinion. That's fair. Just like a clear-cut winner that didn't win, didn't get the win, and it was just like ridiculous. It was so, like everybody who's not even a boxing fan could watch that entire fight like we did and be like, Manny Pacquiao definitely fought better than Joe Horton in that fight and deserved the win. And he landed twice as many punches. Twice as many. At a better 90. rate, too. Right. More efficient rate. More, so, yeah. It was the whole. It was like Joe Horn put up a really good fight. It was awesome. He went, he the, went the I distance. Think that's all the judges wanted to see. If Joe Horn in his first big <laughs> fight could free, go the distance, a free fight stipulation. If Joe Horn does not get knocked out, he's he getting the decision. I really think that was the case. And here's a really interesting thing that I read the other day. So now everyone's going to want to see this rematch if it does happen. If the rematch I, I, clause I, isn't 
everyone's going to watch it. And you want to watch it, I'm right? I want to watch it. Dude, the best thing I heard was tell Manny Pacquiao to retire. Because their boxing is using Manny Pacquiao right now. They're using Manny Pacquiao to get these losses, bring in these new up-and-coming boxers. Oh, you took down the great Manny Pacquiao. And then, oh, we get to milk you for a next rematch. I mean, I don't know how long they can consider that if they keep giving Pacquiao losses and everything. But there's something a little sketchy about the way the Boxing Federation is treating Manny Pacquiao. I don't know what is to come of it. I don't even know if he'll do this rematch. I mean, don't, I think this is the best case. Not the actual fight. But the scenario-wise that Joe Horn beat him and now they're going to have a rematch, it's just like... If you tune That's in what boxing for, wants. It's money. Know, it's money. It, but it's, but it's not fair. Sport. I, you know what? I didn't watch box. Like, obviously, I wasn't alive 30 or 40 years ago. But I can remember my dad telling me that, like, boxing used to be a big thing. They'd have it on all the major networks. And now it's just like, you want to see boxing? That was, like, the first time it was on ESPN and... I don't we, even we didn't remember. have to pay for it. Right. And it's I'm like, like, I'm poor, so boxing that's perfect. For the past 20 years, like, you got to pay for it. Like, pay-per-view. And... It just brings me back to one fight I paid for was the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight, and which apparently awful. if you're a boxer you like because it was. I guess the kind so, of, yeah. But for the but, normal fan, uh, it was boring. I want to see Floyd Mayweather. I want to see Mayweather on the ground, and then this really brings into the whole McGregor Mayweather fight. Does if McGregor makes it a certain amount of rounds, is he the winner? I mean, could he win even be by being knocked out? That's how I felt about the result. <laughs> could he win by being like. He survives eight rounds and gets knocked out. But we'll cover that when we get back, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge here at LibertyTalk.fm. You know where to find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. We will be back, and feel free to reach out to us whenever. Have a good one. What's up, everybody? We're back. This is the Sporting Edge. We just got done talking about Manny Pacquiao, the, the Manny Pacquiao versus Joe Horn fight, and we didn't even mention that the World Boxing Organization is going to rescore this controversial fight. Horn, the result is still going to stand, but they're basically going to rescore it to maybe give the fans, you know, basically There's, what they wanted. It give doesn't them, what, make some sense. Solace? Like, there's no, it makes it zero make sense, sense to me. You know, whether they rescore it and say that Pacquiao won, it's like, I still think he won anyway. So the rescoring, if they're not going to change the result, which I don't think, I don't think they should. Uh, they should rescore because then Horn's win is diminished completely if it's flipped around. Although I think this rescoring, what they could do ultimately is rescore it still in favor of Horn, maybe drop the 117 to 111 down to a little bit. But rescoring it being like, oh yeah, we checked it out and we still think Horn won. And it makes it more legitimate if he won. But if obviously they rescored and Pacquiao won, then that fight's like, uh, what's the point of that fight? So it it doesn't it it's over now. It's over. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me to rescore the fight. It's just like. It, it diminishes the credibility. If they were to rescore it and say that Pacquiao won, it just knocks the sport down further. It's yeah. already it's already grabbing for attention. And people wanted this what, rescoring with the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. They thought that Pacquiao might have snuck that one out too. I don't really remember that fight that well, but I don't remember. They said Pacquiao. the scores were a little higher than they should have been. It definitely. Could have been in question that it was unanimous. Yeah, but, you know, Manny Pacquiao had a bad shoulder then. He just can't get healthy for the big fight. He's old. Floyd Mayweather was old, too. He's been in more fights. I mean, I don't know. So, it, okay. 40, at this point, I'm I'm not even a Mayweather person, and we're about to get into okay, this. But what boxing needs, I don't, they don't need to rescore the fight. They need a rematch. Yeah. We, we have a winner who a lot of people think didn't win, so let's put the guys back in the ring again, and I want to see some I want to see some fireworks. Yeah. I, I want to see, see a knockout. knockout. Yeah. Because then That's there is no question. question of who won the fight. Dude, they should just extend it. Boxing, what they should do at this point is only go for knockout. 
extend the amount of minutes that are in a round, extend the number of rounds, go for knockout. But MMA, the, like the most exciting part about it is there's more knockouts in MMA or submissions. I, I know, so you know who won clearly. I know, but that the sport, like, where I think we're talking or you're talking from a casual, like, I want to see some guy get knocked out on his ass. Because I just oh, want you're to not see. casual about it. No, I'm casual about it too. But I you, know you said you don't appreciate the Mayweather style of fighting. I don't because okay, I'm a casual fan too. But I appreciate that there is a ver- there's a sport within a sport of boxing. It's not just punching people. You know, it's being able to be more efficient scoring. I mean, there's not a knockout every fight. I mean, well, Mayweather is the perfect example. Of, I think Mayweather's I think, the I don't worst think fighter. He's not the worst fighter. So I, I understand he's the not record. exciting to me, but he is the best at what he does in boxing. I, dude, again. It would be better to see Mayweather in the movie Dodgeball with Ben Stiller. He's just no. good at dodging. He's good at not taking a hit. And then do you know how jab. good he have to be though? Do not take his hits punches from people that are power enough or powerful enough. He's not knocking matter. out people. It doesn't matter. That's not his game. He I can play dodgeball too. Yo, yeah, good at it. I don't think you could dodge a single punch from Floyd Mayweather. That's what I think. You don't I, understand how good the top of the level of those guys are. No, it's probably understand. fantastic. But I think he needs to be knocked out. I need his record to. I just I, the dodging thing and the boringness like that doesn't help boxing. It's boring to you. It doesn't help boxing. You you admitted to me off air that it's not boring to a real boxing fan. Fine, to a real boxing fan, they might appreciate that tactic. But back just like a casual football fan when, or a baseball fan, I, I don't want to see a one nothing game. I want to see it like ten nine. I want to see a bunch of home runs and stuff. A real baseball fan will appreciate good a pitching. one nothing game. Good pitching, good defense. Is it as exciting as a five hundred foot home run? No. <laughs> but will the real a perfect fan? game's kind of exciting, though. I mean, all right, let's not go to like the extreme ends of the scale. I'm talking well, about in general. We're at the extreme end of Mayweather being undefeated for dodgeball. Best dodgeball player in the world. If there was an Olympic sport, I would pick him on my so, dodgeball team. So, okay, here's my question. Yeah, is Mayweather going down against McGregor? Yeah, he is. So I'm stating that. I I said this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I said this a couple of weeks that there was going to be so much money to be won on this McGregor fight. And I understand those training videos came out, and it looked like Barbie was on one side of the screen, and then you had the mountain from Game of Thrones on the other side, just in terms Mon- of pure dominance. Being Floyd Mayweather being Be- the Yes. Floyd Mayweather looked like the mountain just because of his quick ability to punch, and McGregor's kind of just bobbing around. This is bad radio because I'm doing a little bobbing around. But I think McGregor wouldn't subject himself to this. I don't care how many people get mad at me for saying this. He's not going to subject so wrong. He's, it's unbelievable. He's subject a competitor. Himself to losing. He would not subject himself to losing. And yes, he would. No. That's what makes him a competitor. You don't just take any hand-select fights for 20 years. That yeah, but he knows he has an opportunity. He doesn't go in there thinking he doesn't have an opportunity. I'm not saying he doesn't That's have what I'm it. saying. I'm not saying that's not what he thinks. But he, like... He's gracious in defeat, just like he is. Oh, he's not that gracious in victory. He's but not saying, gracious in victory, but he's, he's not. pretty gracious in defeat. Right. I like that. That one time where, where he got beat by Nate Diaz, he came out, put on his suit, went to the press conference and said, I got beat. No, I like That's that. That's what happened. So I, I'm not saying he's afraid of I losing. So he's I, just, I just don't think he subjects himself with the mindset that I'm going in there and going to no, lose no, this. No, it's not about the mindset, but I think he would subject, like... He would... He would Obliged, like, oh, I lost. Now let me say, man, right. with all I'm that not, shit I I'm said. I'm not saying he has that mindset, but even if he wasn't, like, the better fighter, I think he would take a fight just to try to prove something. I would streak if he knocked out Mayweather. I would, be cool. I, I would run through our hometown butt-ass naked with 
a McGregor. Yeah, I would yeah. get a Nobody tattoo. Nobody wants to see your 250-pound body running around. Well, now it's too. now we're hitting under 200, so we're looking good, actually. I got a nice compliment from but, the dentist today. But You know what? The more, like, and I saw that video, I just the more I thought, like, there's so much more, I think, to the sport of boxing in this particular matchup than just the outside view of, like, Conor McGregor is this awesome MMA fighter. No, I know. so much soul and so much fight, and Floyd Mayweather is this retired, old, rich bastard who doesn't excite and fights at all and doesn't do anything but dodge punches but I think we're going to see I think Mayweather's going to win this fight I don't think he's going to knock out McGregor that's interesting that's just not why that's like I, a middle ground that's pretty like I don't know how many people are going to say I don't think he's going to knock out I'd see, I, 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 just I, want I, I don't way. see Conor McGregor getting knocked out one because of just his kind of personality and I'm not saying that, you that know, a boxer with that kind of personality if you're happy you don't get knocked out. out no it's not that but the fight <laughs> But also more, I'm just looking at Floyd Mayweather's style of fighting. Okay. Not really, not doesn't really knock people out. He's a technical boxer who is the best at what he does and might be one of the best boxers in history. Whether or not you like how he boxes is immaterial. He is one of the best of all time, and I think you're going to see in this matchup that the, the the sport is a little more complex than the, okay. the average fan would care to think. Now, see, we buy lottery tickets. Me and you and our good friend Dylan Wallace, we bought Powerball lottery tickets, hoping to win that $403 million. Somebody oh. in California racked it up, so I love that. Do you know what I think I would trade a lottery win in for? Okay, to see McGregor, one? just the instant, the ding, ding, ding of the bell, he just does one of those running jump punches and boom. Like Mayweather out just on the first punch. That see, would have been, that would be the most I, ultimate... I, Sporting event that you paid to almost two hundred dollars for to end in the first three seconds. I, I totally disagree. I, I think that would be awesome. That. It's not the sport. I want to. It's see not it. the sport, but I just I love Mayweather to be knocked out. Yeah, but you know what? That'd be cool. But if it happened in the first punch, it'd be like it wouldn't have been a fight. I'd have been like, hey, Mayweather I, isn't you know that good. <laughs> when McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo like that, that was awesome because that's more of the sport. It's more of like a you know you've got all these different aspects. Boxing is just punches. Leaning in and all, but MMA when those guys run at each other, that was awesome. When that fight ended in like five seconds, I don't want to see that Mayweather McGregor. I want to see a fight, and I'm going to see if McGregor can actually beat Floyd Mayweather at his own game, which I don't think he can. That's fair, and I mean, so I, I am probably one of the few that on across ESPN, across every broadcasting channel that will back McGregor till the end of the fight. Where inevitably, I still believe if he makes it a certain amount of rounds, he's going to win, and. You're getting a lot of that criticism from bo- like actual boxers. Like a lot of professional boxers, old timers and new feel this fight's just going to be an ultimate joke. Well, it's I mean the hype's going to be real. The amount of money spent on it's going to be real. The amount of money made on it's going to be real. It, you know what it, it I mean I don't want to say it's a complete joke because like if McGregor wins then but I, I could see how old boxers would be a little irked by just an MMA guy right. coming in. Yeah. What's tougher though? Like, what? is boxing tougher than MMA, or is MMA tough? Like, I honestly, I don't even know how you either. could like. I, I, I'd just be like, wow, this guy wanted to come in, he bust his butt to. I, what, they wouldn't just let him box if he couldn't do like the basics of it. But he's Conor McGregor. I'm I don't not saying the basics. Like, can he stand there? And, no, but and I mean, punch. Like, yeah, I think he's going to be a good enough. Bo- like, we're going to be able to see that. Like, well, we, he we, has some boxing will... training back when he was. Younger. No, I know, but MMA is so so more, many more facets of. Different styles of fighting. I would say MMA is tougher. I could be wrong. Maybe you need more endurance for boxing in terms of how many rounds you go. But, yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I think MMA might be just tougher with all the different styles that you have to deal with. But 
I think, you know, just like any professional sport, I think they're all comparable on how tough they are and how good you have to be compared to everybody else. All right, well, that's all the time we have for boxing. We'll be back next segment, everybody. We'll bring you the NBA, or not draft, NBA free agency update, and uh, stay tuned, everybody. The draft is over. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to the Bubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back, and here comes my favorite line of the week. We beat the nail into the horse's head on the boxing topic. So we're going to move back into NBA free agency, which is picked up, and people seem to be enjoying it. They think it's been a crazy NBA offseason to me. It has been. Okay, what but, do you? How can you not say it's been crazy? I, I don't think it's been crazy at all, to be honest. I think I've seen off-seasons that were way more impressive with the talent that was coming out, the talent that was going to new teams. I mean, really? give this, me what, this give talent me one pool, example? This talent pool, it wasn't as great. I mean, when you get pieces like Kevin Durant moving and Al Horford moving... Well, he's a free agent. Just resigned with he the He just Warriors. resigned, but you knew he was going back. It was a player option. Well, but, like, you think about the year with the Heat, you got... LeBron, Chris Bosh, D. Wade, all going to, down to Miami. That's a huge making a team that was built for a championship. Nobody built you're the team. You're nobody built the team the for a championship. Best player of our generation. Like, of okay, course, well, it's I'm not going to be that exciting. The play, I'm like, comparing the players who've been free agents recently, and I think. But it's been crazy. What's happened? Yeah, but I don't think Paul George. I, Paul George is a nice assisting piece that's going to take some points away from Russell Westbrook. I. I don't you're know. You're just salty. Because I'm not salty. I just want an exciting NBA season. I don't want the most exciting season okay, so you're to taking be the offseason. You're taking out on the offseason what you want to see in the regular season. Yes. I wouldn't you're mind spanking, that trade-off. You're spanking the child that is the offseason because you're upset that the league is not that good. Yes. Instead of just accepting the offseason for what it is, a very exciting interlude. I can't gamble on the offseason. Well, Maybe you somewhere. sit back and lose. And watch. Losing okay, but I have to say one move that is intriguing to me, and we talked about it earlier this week on our TV show, which you guys should check out on YouTube, subscribe with us. But I'm really warming up to this Gordon Hayward move. I really I don't know what's going on. It's the first time I've felt any bit of confidence for any other team in the Eastern Conference that wasn't a LeBron James run team. There's Why? something to me. What happened? What changed in the past few I like I'll start off by saying I liked the Gordon Hayward move. I thought it was awesome. Dude, I think You this, were this, not as happy about it. I wasn't because I wanted the the dream I had of Paul George going with him to the Celtics was just incredible. But how Gordon much Hayward and Paul George? That was a talk that they were gonna do sign and trade for yeah. Gordon Hayward 
or for and Paul George they were going to trade for. And they traded away Avery Bradley to the Pistons recently, so that was one of the pieces they were going to give up. Yeah. They're also going to give out Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But that's totally fine. Young talent that we kind of admire that the Celtics are going this route where they have so much potential to get all this young talent. Dude, a big loser on the Celtics, though? Who? Kelly Olynyk. Oh, gone. Shipped him off to Miami. Going down. He's taking his talents to South Beach. So he's going <laughs> to take his long one hair. One day, you're like a part of possibly the next up-and-coming team in the Eastern Conference. And, and then you're on the heat. And then you're in the back of the rebuild stage. <laughs> he did get four years, $50 million. Yeah, if you can't complain at a certain can't point. can't complain, but it's just like the Celtics are doing things. Yeah. And he just happened to be one of the snips. He probably could have taken a deal for less, but at this point in his career, he probably didn't want to. So I don't blame him. Really quickly, but I again, I know I'm the Isaiah Thomas rider. I know I know that I think Gordon Hayward's going to be a fantastic scorer, bringing his 21 points per game over to the Celtics. I think Horford's a presence down low that the Cavs and the Warriors don't really have. I know that it's a different game these days, so maybe the center isn't as important. But I like this team, and if Jason Tatum, I know it's his first year, so I'm going to be laxed on him. I'm not going to expect him to be a Paul George-esque player, but I've said it over and over again. I think he he resembles Paul George with a little more ability to get to the rim. Right. And, and people, we talk about number three pick from this year. What about the one from last year, too? Jalen yeah. Brown. Hey, he can show up, show, show With Bra- Bradley gone, he's going to get more time. Right, and I think he showed, I mean, didn't I don't think he played that much first half last year, but kind of showed Second that, half. He showed that time. he might, you know, be a very good up and coming player. And he doesn't need to and this is what's amazing. He doesn't need to be an all-star. He doesn't this need to be a superstar. Is, this is what I love about the Celtics. Yes. Every every player is going to get to like use I don't know how to describe it, but they're gonna put in their adequate amount of like what they need to bring to the team. Like a Jalen Brown Dude, is not gonna need to be an all star for this neither team. Neither will to be Jay good. Crowder, but I think Jay Crowder's right. like an essential role piece for this team. I do. So I, that's why I was I was a little upset that they lost Avery Bradley. I, I agree, but I think there's too much on this team for Avery Bradley. Yeah. I think Gordon Hayward comes in and will fill, to a higher extent, the amount of points that Avery Bradley would add to this yeah. team. And he's a great defender. I think Avery Bradley made up a lot for what Isaiah Thomas couldn't do on the defensive and, end. And that's where people kind of get lost in statistics. Is It's really hard to quantify. Defense. For defense. For, for somebody who doesn't really watch the game, I'm not saying I'm an avid NBA watcher, but I mean, just read, when you read recaps of people who really know the game, yeah. like losing defense is big. That's why I want to get to my next team, talking about Paul George. I think the Thunder are really going to be a team to watch out for next year. Oh. They got, what, you, oh. you know what, go and cry in a corner. They got Russell Westbrook, returning MVP. They got Paul George, who was, I think, the most prized possession in this free agent market. They had Patrick Patterson, who, on the TV show... With the Give Raptors, your stat. Give with, your famous stat. This is an unbelievable stat. With the Raptors, the past three years, when Patrick Patterson was on the court, they were plus, it was like 1,048 points. With him off the court, minus 37. If that doesn't give you a little inkling of how important of a piece he can be to a team, along with his ability to stretch the floor, to shoot threes, and to play defense, this team is going to be a team to look out for. And they also got back Andre Roberson, who, like we talked about with Avery Bradley, very underrated because he's such a good defender. Not everybody sees that. So that that four those four players, along with the caveman in the paint, Stephen Adams. I mean, I don't know. Like you said with Al Horford, I think the game is kind of changing. You saw that with the two best teams. Really, don't have a true center, but or a true good center. I think yeah. Saza Pachulia is a center, but no, he's although a short center. Is like he, JaVale McGee, to me, would be a true center. Well, Height. He stinks. 
I don't know he, if he stinks. He, okay. he, he revitalized his career, I think, with this Warriors team. Right. Great eight minutes of basketball. They could have. I think they could have won without him. <laughs> I know he had a great stretch. I don't think it was eight minutes. I think it was five minutes in that okay. game. He's not Shaq in the fool, though. He's JaVale McGeeing around. Whatever it is. That, he's, yeah, that whole thing with Shaq was ridiculous. But, but I see what you're So Steven Adams entertaining. Enos Cantor, I think, is better than Steven Adams. So okay, there you go. There's I think, one. So they do have a post-presence. I just, again... They didn't get better than Spurs, which I'm excited to talk about because you, I don't know. you, you might have given me a little, like, you, you might have enlightened me a little I bit. I think I did. I think on you're this seeing, recent you're, you're signing, picking up what I'm putting down. I, I think I am, which I don't like, but I'm going to pick it up. I think Rudy Gay signing with the San Antonio Spurs is an interesting acquisition. It's very interesting. 30 games last year, averaged 18.7 points per game. So score, which he has been throughout his career on the team with the Grizzlies, the Kings, I believe he was there for a little while. And I think that's, again, scores are needed right now in the NBA to keep up with this Golden State Warriors team and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I think that's a good piece. And again, I think anybody can be coached by Greg Popovich. At any point in your career, you can be old, you can be young. I think he's going to make you a better player. And I think that ultimately, this is a scoring that the Spurs need. Because they have the defense in Kawhi. And I think LaMarcus Aldridge can't be relied on as much for scoring. So, interesting pick. I don't know if it's going to help them propel the next level, but Xander, I know you're a fan of Rudy Gay. Yeah, I, I like Rudy Gay because, you know, playing on the Kings, just such a bad team. Like, it, I, I feel like this is the kind of move that could revitalize a guy like Rudy Gay's career. I mean, Good point. Great for the Spurs. Takes pressure off of every other scorer on that team. I mean, look at LaMarcus Aldridge. Creates space for Danny Green. Right. And who, who's their, not Tony Parker, backup point guard. Patrick Mills. Yes. Patty Mills. Uh, Patty Mills. Yeah. Another... Patty Wagon. Um, yeah. And Rudy Gay has played seven playoff games in his career. Time to put him in the playoffs. Right. So I think, you know, this is maybe the move that can... Like, I know they didn't get Chris Paul. I really wanted him to. That would be... all did. <laughs> I think, yeah. But this... I think this is a great move for the Spurs. And a guy like Rudy Gay, who's been playing for the Kings for the past three or four years, and has been forgot forgotten... He's not gone. He was forgotten. And he played 30 games last year, but he, he scored his entire career. He's been a scorer. I mean, yeah. He averages around 20 points a game. You like, know what other piece I would like for the Spurs that I've been seeing? There yeah. is there is a is restricted he, free is agent. Is he a free agent? He's a restricted free agent right now. Is he near the top of the list? He's at the top of the list on most lists right now. Nerland's no Yes, that is my pick. Well, look at this. We read minds here at the Sporting Edge. This is how connected me and Xander are. I just think that's another big player down low. They lost Paul Gasol for the time being. He hasn't signed anywhere yet. But... I think they need him to compliment LaMarcus Aldridge and see what they can get. Right. I mean, Lamar. I think you saw in the playoffs last year that LaMarcus Aldridge is not a guy who could take a team by himself. Definitely not. Needed Lillard in Portland, I would say. Right. I and, and it's not to say that even if he was that guy, like LeBron didn't beat the Warriors like by himself. So I'm not saying Lamar, LaMarcus Aldridge was going to do that anyways, but he didn't play very... Once Kawhi Leonard went out, it just kind of seemed like the game got a little too big for him, and he didn't perform well. But when he was with Kawhi, and he's got other guys around him, yeah, he then, then he's that piece. I, he plays better. He's right? a piece. He's a yeah. He's more than a piece. He's more than a piece, but, but he needs he guy. needs the talent around. He's him, in between like a piece and the guy. So I think the Spurs team again always the most competitive to this Warriors team. Rudy Gay add the scoring. Who knows? I think it's more of a fun series. And again, we just need Kawhi to stay healthy. 
throughout that series in order for them to really compete. But that's all the time we have this segment, everybody. We're going to come back with more NBA free agency news and maybe a little bit of baseball, but we're wrapping up the NBA offseason, the best time of year for the NBA. This is the Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm. Follow us, reach out to us, and we'll talk to you guys right after the break. What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back and better than ever, and we really are better than ever. Me and Xander got back. Oh, finally. Does the saying come true? It's finally better than ever every week. I know, but people actually like us a little bit now. So this week, Xander and I have been working to extend our name, extend the brand, and we went to this lovely place called Blarney Island. It's in Antioch, Illinois, and we're going to read this to you. Now it's entering its 37th season. Blarney Island on Grass Lake is the only location in the world where high-performance drag boat racing, drag boat Boat racing, I'm kidding you not, takes place every Thursday, evening from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Get on the island with expanded free boat parking during the race, then stick around after the race for parties every Thursday night. And now they have turtle racing. So this place doesn't only offer the coolest thing I've seen in a long time, drag racing with boats. I mean, these boats get up to 130 miles per hour. And our guy won. We do have a boat now. We have a stake in a boat. It's the Sporting Edge boat with John Growth. So we're very excited to be a part of that. And it's really awesome. I mean, the turtle racing just adds to the ambiance and atmosphere. All sides of the speed spectrum. All about sides. 130 down, probably to about one. To one, yeah. To both that just crap out. It's just things happen well, out I'm there. I'm talking about with the turtles. Oh, the turtles. And the turtles, are, they might be pushing one mile per hour. But it's fun. The bars are fantastic. A lot of space. Thousands of people hanging out. You can ride in a helicopter. They just have a free helicopter ride. I'm sure you have to pay a little bit. But there's still a helicopter ride that you can take around the islands of Antioch and Gray's Lake. Yeah. Pretty and interesting. This is one of the coolest, like, bars I've ever seen. It's, like, literally in the middle of a lake. And we talk, you know, talked to the guy who was in charge. And just yeah, said, Rob like, Hardman, by the way. Fantastic man. He owns Barney Island yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, this so is, gracious this is to the us. kind of place that we, you know, we're from Deerfield, which is more of a suburban mm-hmm. area near Chicago. Yeah, it's but, good to see a lake. Yeah, Antioch, you know, it's almost all the way up in Wisconsin. Completely different feel. And this lake, it was just, like... There isn't really a place like this that exists. And apparently you can't make a place like right. this anymore. And he, he was telling us, I mean, to, to do any additions to this place takes the uh, Almost every governmental like agency. government agencies. And, and he just said that, like, you know, if somebody somebody could not build this from scratch today. And I was just, I agree with him. I'm like, there's no way. With yeah. all the, the restrictions and all that. I mean, so it's so cool. It was established in 1901. 1901. Over 100 years ago. I mean, they were um, there for the first Cubs World Series. So I mean, it, we made that just, running joke there. But. You know, I was just there with Roz. He's not the biggest party guy, but it seemed like one hell of a party. Oh, I'm not the biggest party guy. I'm not, I'm not a guy who's a couple debit cards down because I don't really remember what happened last week. That doesn't week, make but, you a party guy. That just makes you an idiot. Okay, that's fair. But Blarney's Island. Blarney, Blarney. Island. Oh, my yeah, God. Yes. I did the Chicago. I, I didn't do it at the beginning, though. We got Blarney Island, and it's not the Tiger Woods or the Kerry Woods it's a Blarney Island, and uh, outside of that, we're going to hop right back into the NBA talk we were doing. And a team that's similar to the Philadelphia 76ers, in fact, let's skip what I was about to say. Let's get into the 76ers team and the LeVar Ball debacle LeVar. that happened. Dude. And for the first, this is a sporting edge first, everybody. Wits and Raz are taking LeVar Ball's side. We are taking LeVar Ball's side. We are Team LeVar. Because I think he was right. Like, oh, absolutely we'll right. Say, we'll take you to their story. This is a stay in your lane. His famous line, stay in your lane. This it, is a stay in your lane and moment. And I think this person that we're about to bring up should abide. Joel Embiid. Not only Joel Embiid. Throw my other guy under the bus. I know. Let me tell the story. Fine. This stems from an article in Bleacher Report. Joel Embiid says, 
F Lavar Ball. You know, I'm trying to keep it PG on keep Instagram PG. In, a, in a live video. Um, and this is coming after, you know, Ben Simmons tweeted crazy pills after the Lakers took Lonzo at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep in mind that Lonzo and Ben Simmons have played the same amount of NBA games. <laughs> keep that in mind, folks. Joel Embiid also tweeted, please dunk on him so hard that his daddy runs on the court to save him. This is pointed at LeVar and Lonzo Ball. And appearing on a Philadelphia radio station last week, LeVar Ball fired back at Embiid and Simmons by saying this, when you don't win and don't even make the playoffs, don't even stay in the court long enough, that's the best thing you can do is tweet and make some stuff. Ain't nobody else doing that because they're working on their games in the gym. These guys ain't played a game, are always hurt, and are on the bottom of the totem pole. So guess what? Get your asses off the damn tweeter. Tweeter, he tweeter. is not Twitter. He tweeter. shows he's still dead. Yeah, and get in the gym. Get in the gym. That that for me that was the one of the first mic drops I've ever heard. Lavar Ball has said so much stuff over the past year. That was the first mic drop that we was that needed. I, that I need. Yeah, you know what? I think Joel Embiid is a great player. I thought he could have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't get injured. But that's the thing. He's, he's been in the league for three years and he's played half a season. Lavar Ball is so right. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Does not played a single game yet. You missed your whole rookie season. Right. And you weren't, didn't impress me at LSU. I mean, what do you got to say? Lonzo impressed me at UCLA. That, I, I just think... I think Lonzo's going to be the better you player. Were, you were right. The stay in your lane. Joel Embiid, you know what? Yeah, you were awesome when you played last year, but you didn't play for two years, and you got hurt last year, too. Dude, like, I would why'd love... why you play a full season? Dude, and you said this the other day, it makes the NBA... A little more tolerable because who's not going to watch the 76 right. Laker game now? Just to it's see. like, would you rather watch Golden State beat on one of the worst teams in the league, or would you rather watch Lakers 76ers? I personally would lean towards Lakers 76ers. I hope Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo can fly, so be careful about the dunking on me thing because Lonzo might throw it right back at you, and then you're going to need Mr. You know Simmons what? or Mr. And Embiid I, and to I come know over you from think Africa. About ben Simmons, but I'm not. I don't know what to think about. He was the number one pick for a reason. I, okay. I'm not saying, but there have been Andrew, Andrew Bogut was the number one pick for a reason. He was okay. He was. Okay. What do you mean okay? I thought you were about to say Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett was he, the number one pick for a reason. Okay, coming I, out of UNLV. I know, stud. but I think Ben Simmons was a much more clear cut number one pick than Anthony Bennett. was. Why is that? Anthony Bennett had the stats too for UNLV, a team that wasn't that, like that, like that LSU, was just wasn't a top a top of the nation. Uh, well, we'll see. I think Ben Simmons is going to be pretty good. I don't know if he's. Hey, gonna it's be Markel's good. team. Ben Simmons, you know what? He's a rookie technically this year. J.J. Redick trusts the process, so why shouldn't everybody else? I don't know if I do. I wouldn't be upset if they were not not only bad, but worse. Atrocious. Atrocious. Because and Joel then Lonzo Embiid, made the playoffs. Joel Embiid, <laughs> I think, you know, he's a fun guy. He's always out there. But to, for, me, for me, personally, he talks a little bit too much. For a guy who is in three NBA play. seasons, has not played. Talks too much. And... Simmons, uh, crazy eye or crazy pills, right? And if you don't, what wanna, is he talking? If about? you don't want to hear him talk, for you, the listeners of the Sporting Hedge podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty day trial. I'd recommend The Hobbit, Underbridge Version by J.R. Tolkien, also Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Great books. Listen to them in the car, just doing from work. Really good time. You know, obviously, it's kind of hard to read at night fall asleep all the time but you're in the car instead of listening to the radio which plays the same eight songs over and over again download your free trial at audio audible trial.com slash the sporting edge again that's audible trial.com 
slash the sporting ad for your free audiobook. An awesome service. Let me send a book to Ben Simmons. Let me send a book of all the players who've been passed up in drafts, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, because they had injuries. And this scumbag had this whole season-long injury, didn't really report much about it until he went to summer camp. You know how many people pass on people like you, Ben Simmons? And Lonzo Ball is going to be healthy from day one and ready to play. So you have no room to say crazy pills. Because you know what's crazy pills? That you were taking last year with the number one overall pick. I'm done with Ben Simmons. He is on my shit list. So let that be known. <laughs> Dude, I cannot wait for Lakers 76ers now. we got to go to the game. We're going to get credentials. Uh, we're going to get go to the game. That would be cool. And we're going to team LeVar. See, LeVar Ball, like, like, love him or hate him. I think he's good for the NBA. <laughs> now I do too. I, because, like, in such. I also a, saw some great stories about him, I, like yeah, being a good he, dad and a coach for the neighborhood. As vociferous as he can be, Love and the as word. braggadocious as he can be, I've I've, I've seen some things that he's a good guy. Just yeah. Very loud. You might not like what he says, but what he's done is good. The good stuff I've seen has now outweighed his the TV personality, and I think it's funny. They basically, I made the joke. That they're going to be like keeping up with the Kardashians, and now they actually are going to have a reality TV show yeah. run by Facebook. Don't know if I'm so, going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it either, but I also kind of want a production credit because I'm the one who picked this and called this way down the line that we're going to be keeping up with the balls. And I, I'm not getting any credit for it. I wish I was, but again, Lavar, I we back you up 100 percent here at the Sporting Edge right now. But that's all the time we have this week, everybody. Hopefully that puts to rest a little bit our NBA for the rest of the summer as the offseason is finally dying down as we head into summer league camp. But we will be back with more baseball information. Also, check out our dailies. We're going to be doing live shows now from Blarney Island. So this is going to get very exciting as we move forward. Thank you guys all for listening. Keep up with the downloads, Facebooking, as well as Instagramming. We'll be back next week, everybody. Have a good one. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.